Welcome to How to Decorate from Ballard Designs, a podcast all about the trials and triumphs of decorating and redecorating your home. Each week, we'll help you unleash your inner decorator. I'm Caroline, and I'm on the marketing team. And I'm Taryn, and I'm a product designer. And I'm Liz. I head up the Ballard creative team. We're We're your host. Join the expert team at Ballard Designs for tips, tricks, and tales from interior designers, stylists, and other talents in the design world. Plus, we'll answer a listener question at the end of each show. So don't forget to send them to podcast at ballarddesigns.net. Yes, we love answering them. Now on with the show. Okay, so we are back today with another episode of our special series highlighting the Flower Magazine show house here in Atlanta. We're sponsors of the house, but we also just thought this is a great opportunity to catch some incredible design talent while they're in the thick of a project and they're here in Atlanta. So we are interviewing a different designer every day of the week and the show house opens this week. If you're listening to this, not the week of the show house, then you can visit at flowermagazine.com and find more information about tickets. And um, yeah, our guest today is Melanie Milner. She's an Atlanta-based interior designer known for her refined and timeless style and her use of rich materials and color. Her firm is called The Design Atelier and her work is regularly featured in Atlanta Homes and Lifestyles, Lux Magazine and more. And her space in the show house is the scullery or the working kitchen. So we are excited to chat about that. Melanie, welcome to the show. Thank you. So happy to be here. So just kick us off with your space in the show house. It's a it's the scullery or the working kitchen, but frankly, it's about as big as most people's kitchens probably are. It's not small. It's not a butler's pantry like most people would think of, like sort of a hallway that has, you know, cabinetry in it. It's big and beautiful mm-hmm. and I know that you'll be sharing images on your social media this week, probably, so people can go and get a glimpse at it. Yeah, it's really just a great concept. I think that's just a little different, but it's a grand house, and it just really sets the tone of, of how people might be living in a more grandeur house in a beautiful neighborhood and how they would entertain. And it, it really is just a, a unique approach to a new family style that would cater to keeping the food out of the living areas, but serving in a gracious way. So there's another kitchen that would be kind of considered the primary kitchen that's in more of an open concept area with the living room. This one is sort of like kind of tucked behind that sort of into the side, right? Yes, but still visible from the dining room. So even as you walk into the front entry of the house, you can see through the dining room into the scullery. And so... I think that was kind of an intriguing space for me just because I think you can do something special with a small space. Mm-hmm. And especially as it adjoins like the mudroom area as you come in from the back door and also as you're sitting in the dining room looking through to seeing how the space is with the serving of the food coming in from a, a working kitchen. I have a question. Because the Mm -hmm. dining room is so adjacent and part of the scullery almost, did you work with the team doing the dining room to develop your finishes for the scullery? Actually, I did. I talked to Alexa and I just wanted to see what her color scheme was because I just didn't want it to look too um, disjointed. Um, I've done plenty of show houses and so a lot of times they can um, not really be cohesive. Mm -hmm. And so... I thought it was important just as you walk into the front door to be able to see through and still feel like my space was important because we all know and love Alexa Hampton's work. 
And I didn't want to compete with that. And so <laughs> what she has planned is <laughs> kind of fabulous. It's isn't it? I have no doubt. <laughs> oh, I, I, well, I think that it's like a leopard or like a tiger print on on the wall. I don't know. Yes. So oh, she's got big plants. <laughs> well, I wonder, yes. Yeah. Will you walk yeah. people through the finishes you picked for your space? Yeah. So I was trying to think of something different. Cabinetry was really the primary design opportunity in that space. And so I've worked with all different finishes, paint colors, wood tones, and I just thought, what can I do that's different? And so I've been working a lot with plaster and Chateau Domingue. And I just called up Ruth Gay and asked her if it would be possible to do plaster on the cabinetry. And so I worked with Marcel Ilario at Kingdom Woodworks and we discussed the concept and we were both, everybody was on board. And so that's how that came to fruition, Whoa! (laughs) which I think is, you know, it's just a, a unique approach that is new that I think will be, keep people intrigued with my space. I guess I picture plaster as being very delicate. Like you always <laughs> picture, you know, people when they have plaster walls in their house always kind of seem worried about them. Is it, Like what is the appeal of a plaster outside of, you know, it being different? But like, is there something about the material that you really like that made you want to use it here? And then what's the maintenance like? Yeah. So, you know, the, the whole house has plaster walls. So the finish on all the surfaces is plaster other than, you know, people that chose to do wall covering. But Chateau Domingue does a pastelone plaster, which is a much harder surface. You can use it in showers, sinks, even stair treads. It's definitely a durable, old world process that they use. So they said it's tried and true. So we can definitely get the wearability out of it with the cabinetry. So, okay. How does one, I mean, don't you apply plaster with like a Liz? Your hand. A lathe? Yeah. Like a, (laughs) it looks like a, yeah. So how did, how did, how did they even form the cabinets? So we did a flat, a flat panel cabinet, which um, were primed. They were delivered and installed primed. And then we also had the lime paint from Chateau Domingue, Domingue finishes to paint the interior of the cabinets. So the plaster doesn't run all the way around the cabinet door. It's just on the surface. And then we've painted the edges to, to match. So it's sort of like a plaster application over the wood cabinetry? Exactly. Yes. Okay. But it is a really durable finish. And so when you walk into the space, which I was there just recently and took the progress photos that you have it just when you walk in it's the way the light reflects off of the plaster it's it's so ethereal and it has this subtle movement to it and it it's just quiet and so when you go through the elegant space of the dining room and some of the other areas of the house which a lot of designers have chosen beautiful wall coverings and then you just walk into the scullery and you feel this sense of calm and just, I think it's beautiful and simple. So, and it takes you back in time sort of to a place where you have these old world finishes that are tried and true. Wow. I just <laughs> love it. When I think of plaster, I think of like that chalkiness. 
Yeah. So you have Venetian plaster, which has more of a sheen and this is not Venetian. It's, it's uh, definitely a more matte finish. And so we've added brass, custom brass hardware to the cabinetry. So you have this beauty of the unlacquered brass, which has the sheen and the elegance. And then you've got just more of the matte finish of the, of the cabinets. Wow. So, you know, there's been a lot of high gloss lacquer lately in the design world. And so this is just a step away from that. And, you know, hopefully people will appreciate it and we'll see a trend. Who knows? <laughs> it is, it is very pretty. And so, yeah, you kind of mentioned like the, the panel doors are sort of a flat. They, it's, it's interesting because it, they almost have like a contemporary like silhouette, I guess, or yeah, it's a more modern approach for a cabinetry style. Right, exactly. But then you're sort of juxtaposing that with this very old world finish. So it's just different, I guess, but feels familiar. Yeah. And I think when the brass, unlike a brass hardware goes on, it'll, it'll feel more finished and refined. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we have waterworks, obviously a beautiful waterworks fixture for the faucet and the countertops just went in. And so those are like a honed quartzite that has a beautiful gray green and black veining through it. And so it's right now it's very monochromatic, but I think when we add just the embellishments and accessorize, it'll come to life. Okay. So what finish did you do on the waterworks faucet? It's unlacquered brass. Oh, oh. All right. What about lighting? <laughs> what did we do for lighting in here? So lighting is all recessed because it's a working kitchen. So we wanted to make sure it was bright enough. And mm-hmm. there are some walls for, for artwork. So, you know, we really just wanted to make sure that the space was functional and mm-hmm. it looked like a working kitchen. I didn't want to try too hard to add too much design elements in there because, you know, there's going to be people working and mm-hmm you know, cleaning pots and pans. And we -hmm. wanted to make it practical as well. Okay. So on, oh, what's the backsplash? I feel like we almost have all the like materials (laughs) to visualize it. Okay. The backsplash is the same uh, stone. Okay. So So it's a natural stone that just. There's a rendering in there. Darren, did you see the rendering? For me? What about the person listening to this? Okay, fair. Um, Okay. (laughs) So speaking of the rendering, there was like two cabinets, I guess, on either side of the hood. Yeah. On either side of the hood that are open or those like a rattan? I don't know. It was kind of hard to tell if it was metal or if it was a woven. Okay. So that, yeah. So we are still kind of, we're trying to finalize that because right now they're slated, they're slated to be glass. So we would just, you know, that would be glassware and uh, stemware and dishes. So we'll have that painted the same color as the plaster color. And then on the side that faces the dining room, there's a, a long cabinet with glass doors, and that's going to have gold leaf on the inside. Ooh, so wow. since it's facing the dining room, we, we wanted to step it up a little bit. Have you done that before? I've never seen, I mean, <laughs> um, that sounds You're gorgeous. Away right now, <laughs> plastering. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So it's going to be, you know, because you walk in the front door, you look through the dining room into the opening and you'll see these, the glass cabinets with this gold leaf and, and hopefully some beautiful china and you know, just whatever we choose to accessorize it with. But it will have a little bit of a glam because it is facing the dining room. Okay. And full disclosure to our listeners, we are recording this 
a month before the show house is actually fully finished. So or it opens, I suppose. So that's why some of the verbs you might hear <laughs> are in future mm-hmm. tense. <laughs> and Taryn, Liz, and I have not actually seen it. I went through it early in sort of the construction process, but obviously things are just roughed in. So I only kind of have a, an yeah, idea. It's all it's coming together now. Yep. It's really kind of the last stage is really things kind of get done pretty quickly. Yeah. Yeah. I want to talk about what else goes in this kitchen. Hold on. Hold on. Because now it's a work. It's a functioning kitchen. And this is where, Mm -hmm. again, the mess is happening, right? Like, isn't that how a scullery kind of is seen as? Yep. But you have a gorgeous one. So uh, not that big a mess. But, okay, so do you put a dishwasher? Do you put a fridge? What appliances do we put in here as well? Okay, so we have a 36-inch wide uh, Viking range. We have a refrigerator, Sub-Zero, and also a dishwasher. And the sink is integrated into the countertop, so it's stone. It kind of is all integrated. It's part of the same stone as the backs? Oh, my gosh. Yes. (gasps) So it'll have a very cohesive monochromatic look to it, which is nice. And then if you can imagine, you have your private chef comes and cooks dinner for you. If it's two or three people in the, in the scullery, there's enough room to, for everybody to kind of work around each other, but it's, you know, it's not a huge space, but I think it's definitely a more intimate space for a private chef to, to cook on a daily basis. And he's out of the way of, you know, family and, you know, letting them enjoy their they're entertaining and they're, they're not in the midst of all that. They're just kind of tucked, or, tucked around the corner. Uh, what about cabinet hardware? Yeah, but that is all, it's all custom made. Okay, that um, one was okay. Yeah, so it, it's not anything standard. It's, it's all being fabricated by a, a metal worker that's going to integrate it into the, the edge of the cabinetry. Wait, is there an island? No, there's no island. I guess I was wondering in the sense of if, like, I had to buy like appliance poles versus, but I guess if you're having it custom, I, that's where that question was coming from. Uh-huh. Like a big old right. pole, but if you're having it custom, it, it's custom. So that was right. a dumb question. <laughs> no, that's, no, no, it's actually a really, really smart question. You're in the middle of, you've just finished building. So your, <laughs> your line of questioning is like very detailed. I like it. <laughs> Well, I was. I was thinking about, okay, so she has this gorgeous hood, and how do you pick the style of your hood to match, again, the appliances? And you can, some people do metal, and yours is covered with the plaster, correct? That matches. Correct. And so. And it's it's very simple. There's no embellishments to it. It's just, again, it's quiet. It's not trying to make a huge design statement, but I think the star of the show is just the small details of the plaster and the lacquered brass. Mm Mm-hmm custom hardware it will be Mm -hmm. interesting so okay my memory of the space is like you come in through bunny williams sort of cutting room and kind of mud room i guess it's through the garage we're sponsoring the mud room with bunny and then Mm -hmm. you come into the scullery right and then past the scullery is barry dixon's library right or is there one room exactly so i know you know i know what bunny is going to be doing because it's bunny and she's layers and you know kind of traditional elements i'm hoping maybe some of her kind of signature uh you know kind of like a triage sort of vibe to it 
And then, Mm -hmm. you know, it definitely has that. Barry Dixon's library is like very, it's like wood paneled and kind of like traditional library feel. So I'm just trying to imagine like going in between it. It's going to be like this beautiful palette cleanser. Exactly. I think that's, I mean, that's a really good description and a good nod to the catering (laughs) part of it. (laughs) But yes, Barry's space is really handsome. It's just, again, it's, it's just rich with materiality. And I think it's a nice break as well, as far as what everybody else is doing in the rooms, Mm -hmm. which I think it's going to be a fantastic show house. It's really, it's going to be breathtaking. Going into it, like, there's something about the quality that even just seeing it when it's being roughed in, you can immediately tell like the floors and the plaster and the ceilings and the moldings were just Mm -hmm. so grand. You're right. That was such a great word that you used grand, but also familiar. Yes. And I think the architecture is just, it's just thoughtful. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what people will feel when they walk through the house. It's not just your typical moldings or your typical floor or your typical finishes, it's it's definitely a, a special house in, in regards to how it was designed. I think people will really hopefully be inspired. How did decorating this kitchen differ from maybe the kitchens in your regular client spaces? You know, how did you approach it differently? Or did you? Well, no, I did, actually. You know, I think kitchen, everybody wants their kitchens to be a beautiful room in the house. It's where everybody gathers you entertain and you know a lot of people just want that space to be functional and beautiful so with that concept this wasn't necessarily a space that people are going to congregate in but they do pass through it and so it still needed to be beautiful but at the same token it's not a showstopper of a, of a space and you know with the kitchens that we've designed in the past we've been definitely considerate of how they flow from one room to another and the specialness of lighting and integrating those elements that do make a statement without being overdone. So it's usually about the smaller details without making too much of a splash, but, you know, we've definitely done more bold kitchens lately. So, you know, it really depends on the client. Would you say that's kind of a trend, more bold kitchens? Like, or not a trend, I guess, but like things you're seeing more of. I hate to use the word trend because that implies like it's going away, but something people are are more interested in. Yeah, I think people want to always be open to new ideas. They don't, you know, they tend to want to have kitchens that don't look like everybody else's. You know, you, you start the trends or you see the trends, but we always try to be ahead of the trends. But at the same token, there's uh, always the past of what's been done before. So you just keep trying to reinvent new things and come to the table with fresh ideas. What are some new things that you're seeing in kitchens? I think people really are integrating a lot of the refrigeration and ovens in a back kitchen. They just don't like to see the mess so much. (laughs) There's usually a back pantry or working pantry that are directly behind the kitchen and in the show house case, it's kind of around the corner, but we're working on a new project right now that has a bar area on the way to the dining room, like a Butler's pantry bar. And then directly behind the kitchen is a working pantry where all the food is stored. 
their smoothie machines are back there. They're doing all the dishes back there because they just want, they don't want to constantly be seeing a mess. They have like things a little bit more edited in the kitchen. So we've done several projects like that. Are there like two? Because what if you're hosting and you're like the one cooking or something? Like, are you in the scullery? Yeah, a lot of our clients, if they're entertaining more than six or eight people, they usually have a cat- you know, somebody catering for them. Yeah. If it's a small dinner party, you know, most people are helping out and it's just a, a family affair. And it doesn't matter where, you know, if they're going to the back kitchen or what, but most of our clients do like to have larger parties catered. I would like to have every day catered, if I'm being honest. <laughs> so I respect that. <laughs> yes, a private chef would be very nice to have. So in a scullery, are you keeping your fine china or are we still keeping that in a dining room? Or Yeah, so the, the cabinet that's facing the dining room, the intent is to have the fine china in okay. that cabinet. And do you get to pick it? Yes. So we will play something in there that is hopefully uh, a showstopper. (laughs) As far as China goes, we have some ideas that we're still considering. Mm -hmm. And what else will you keep in the scullery? Do you have all the glassware in there as well? Utensils are all in there as well? Yes. So we will definitely have cabinetry that houses all of that. I'm sure there's there might be some more that is kept in the dining room, but the intent is for everything kind of to be at your fingertips. There's a pass-through that's next to the tall glass cabinets that is made for like the food to come through. So if you're in the dining room, you're not necessarily seeing the, the activity of who's in there cooking, mm-hmm. but they just can put, you know, slide through the, the food as it's being completed. And then mm-hmm. obviously somebody would be serving from that point into the dining room. Okay. I don't have a scullery. This is just fascinating to me. Tell (laughs) (laughs) So, and also a scullery can also be a pantry. So from this Mm -hmm. particular scullery, it's more of a a working kitchen. Mm -hmm. Okay. Got it. Just for, because I think, yeah, I think I've seen a few friends with, in their home homes who have the scullery has been more of a pantry with a working surface. Like yes. you're exactly, at, you have an outlet, you have a place to put your mixer. And this is obviously just a very high end. Yeah. And, or a, a second dishwasher. I've yeah. seen that before. Oh, yeah. And that I mm-hmm. totally can makes get. so much sense. Yeah. yeah. Especially if you are mm-hmm. having a big party, you need mm-hmm. second dishwasher. I would love. It's key. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, you picked a, did you pick a bridge faucet for the style of the faucet? I did, yes. And why? (laughs) I I just love them. That's fair. I love them too, but I have no reason other than visually. They are gorgeous. And so that's what I wanted to know. (laughs) Okay, good. Do you have one? Do you have one yourself? I do have one. I have it in my mud room that's just pretty much for looks on the mud room part, you know, and it's more of the back entry to the home, which is still pretty, I would say, where my mm-hmm. kitchen sink, I I went with more of the head that I can spray with and because I, I just know with me doing dishes and cooking all the time, like I wanted it to work harder. Mm-hmm. So that that was why I just because I put it in a place where I was like, oh, I don't want you to work that hard. You you're gorgeous. <laughs> so I just was wondering. <laughs> yeah. Yes. 
So I, I just decided it needed to look pretty too. So absolutely, <laughs> and they're functional. They are in an old world, and it's a little bit more of mm-hmm. a nod to the, you know, the timeless old world feel. Traditional, yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's sort of a trick. I mean, I feel like yep. the bridge is so pretty, but then you and you just have like the extra sprayer. Yep, exactly. Or Taryn, do you have so. like a pull down sprayer? Yes, my regular kitchen sink has a pull down sprayer. My bridge faucet has, has the sprayer separate. on the side. It has the pretty little one on the side. Yeah. So it's still very. It still functions. I just. Yeah. Wait. Okay. Sorry. This is a side note that we can cut. But Taryn, did you get the touch faucet? Did you get a touch faucet? I, I didn't downstairs because oh, okay. my sisters, I always messed up. <laughs> I was just curious because well, we talked about it a little bit. But. Uh, yeah, because, I mean, and uh, we can, of faucets too, things that I'm sure Melanie actually knows is there's, with mm-hmm. the touch faucets, there's ones that are battery and then there's ones that are electrical. So if you lost power and you didn't have a generator or something, your faucet potentially would stop working in a way and then the battery one you have so anyway my husband was particular on that so there is one upstairs in my upstairs mudroom so that is the the motion one and I accidentally turn it on all Mm -hmm. the time so yeah (laughs) you have to get used to it although you know what's funny okay never mind sorry I'm gonna shut up I just always laugh because my we have one in our kitchen and my daughter thinks that every faucet is a touch one. And so ah. she tries to touch it like in public places. And I'm like, oh, you pampered little girl. I know. Exactly. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, we can get back on track. That's really funny. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get back to um, other things, new and exciting things happening in kitchens. So we kind of talk about more robust, I guess, butler's pantries and, and working kitchens. Um, anything like aesthetic that you're seeing that you're excited about uh, outside of plaster cabinets? I don't know. I think there was a trend with like, you know, integrating metal into the cabinetry. So I have done a few mesh, like brass metal uh, screens inset into the cabinets instead of glass, for instance. It just kind of adds a kind of a different look to it gives it a different personality, more sophistication, rather than just having a simple glass. Just adding some details like that, whether it's a leaded glass cabinet door, but just trying to bring in new details that make it special. And, you know, I have I actually designed a bar cabinet out of with leather wrapped cabinet fronts recently. Ooh, you are having fun so. with cabinets. <laughs> Well, again, you have to think, okay, what can I do this time that's, you know, new and different? And so there's, it's endless what you could do. And I think you just, it it just takes some creative thinking to pull it out of you. (laughs) As with anything, you know, when you do interiors, you just really want to, we really try to reinvent the wheel for every project. We don't like to keep doing the same things over and over. But is there, is there ever a time where you're like, oh, this is just so good. I have to do it again. Well, sure. You know, clients see something that we've done, you know, they see it and they're like, well, we want that. And I'm like, all right, well, we'll switch it up a little bit. Um, but yes, we, we do tend to repeat some good design. Yeah. So that's a good, that's a good problem to have. I was, I did such yeah, a great job true. that I, I need to repeat it. Well, we have to be careful too, because you don't want our, you know, the clients that, you know, 
we're the inspiration to have somebody replicate their kitchen. We right, don't want right, to, right. we don't want to do that either. So we try to design it where they have, they feel like it's their own, what the, but everybody's always inspired by something. Right. Is there anything you're integrating into kitchens from a functionality point standpoint, like in the actual cabinets themselves for storage or. Let's see, we've done, you know, coffee bars are a big thing, like morning bars, mm-hmm. you know, Love just making list. sure you have refrigerator drawers underneath there. And our favorite thing to do is bring in an organizer when we do installs. And so <laughs> that's the best thing because they will come and outfit the entire kitchen. Like what you don't see looking at the kitchen, it's all the interior drawers. So oh uh, the gosh. clients, when we finish our install, they will, you know, will have their kind of reveal and all the interior of the drawers are done. Pots and pans are organized. Things are labeled in the pantry. Mm. I mean, that's like the, that's the next level of luxury. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you know, just like in the scullery spices would be in their own special jars, not something store bought, you know, it's just all organized. So that's incredible. That's, yeah. That would be my number one splurge. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it takes a little bit of coercing with clients and saying, you know, telling them it's worth the money to, to have it done. And when they do it, they are wholeheartedly uh, in agreement. They're like, that was the best thing they ever did. Because once it's done, it's done. You know, you just have to keep, keep up the maintenance. But, you know, there's nothing worse than moving into a house and not having your, you know, utensils organized. And then things just kind of get messy really quick, quickly. And you want it to be perfect when you move in because then there's there's always that structure there. Yeah. Yeah, it's always easier to, to do the organization on the front end. And I feel like it probably mm-hmm. keeps things lasting longer in a way. Like, you know, you it, the, because the system exists, so it stays yeah. tidier longer, I would think. And you just feel, I, I think it has a, it kind of affects your, your attitude. It's almost like when you clean your closet out and you have a really organized, clean closet and you just feel like the weight of the world's off of you. Like you can see clearly, mm-hmm. So you good. know, and you can cook better when you know where everything is and it's all right at your fingertips. Yeah. So true. That's, that's probably an important design element to think about. Ladies, any last questions before we get to our decorating dilemma? I feel like I, I I beat her up with all my questions. Wait, what was the flooring? <laughs> I don't know what the flooring is. Oh, yeah, we didn't talk about flooring. Oh, it's a, it's hardwood floors in there, and we're going to have a, a rug that just softens uh, the space a little just because if you're cooking in there, you don't want to be on hard surface all the time. But, mm-hmm. again, it's a tricky thing to have a rug and a – space where you're cooking and spilling things so there's so many indoor outdoor options these days that it's it's pretty easy to find something that's cleanable and functional and beautiful Mm. and did you run the cabinets to the ceiling yes okay and when you do that do you do the molding at the top and does it match your poster (laughs) it should yes well no we did not we don't have molding in this kitchen okay nice and clean but typically yes Mm. we would run the molding around the room Perfect. This is just good. I'm sure anyone listening wants to know. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yes. It's all, it's important to have everything integrated. Okay. You know, that's why there's all these appliances now that have the integrated fronts so that it just looks like a clean, cohesive space. Yes. Yeah. 
Because, you know, it's kind of like you're going to have so much, you're going to have mess and you're going to have busyness in your kitchen. So if everything else is quiet, like the the envelope is Mm -hmm. quiet-ish, he wants some drama, but then it seems like more tidy on a regular basis. Yeah. And I mean, if you can imagine getting up in the morning and having your coffee and everything's right at your fingertips and it's just easy, that's, uh, that's a luxury too. Our question is from Nancy and she says, greetings, ladies. I'm on round two of listening to all of your episodes. Oh my gosh, Nancy, thank you. That's so nice. I am in the middle of redoing my entry and repurposing an unused space into a walk-up bar. Lights, mirrors, drapes, rugs, and art are all forthcoming, but I'm stuck about what to do with my electrical plate covers. I love this question. The switches and sockets are white and changing them to something else will cause my husband to use his angry eyes. It's simply not in the budget. So do I leave them white, like the trim, switches and sockets? Do I paint the plates the wall color? The color's sort of like a oceany kind of blue teal. It's kind of dark. So do I paint the plates the wall color, but the sockets would remain white and the switch would remain white? Or are there other options that I'm not aware of? Thanks so much for lifting up my laundry, cleaning, and driving time. I've created a long list of tips to guide me. There are a lot of really cool switch plates out there, but they, you know, have a price to them. Forbes and Lomax make some really great ones. And I know that there are some companies that are making lesser expensive versions of them. Um, Like Rejuvenation, I believe, has some. But Forbes and Lomax has, you know, these clear plastic or Lucite back plates and anything from metal brass to decorative back plates. But I think a metal back plate would be a good place to start. I don't know about painting uh, switch plate covers just because they tend to chip and they don't really last. You know, when we wall cover a room, we always have the wallpaper installer cover the switch plate. So that would be an easy solution there. But if it's just a painted wall, I would suggest doing a metal backplate. So then if she does a metal backplate, does she just leave the actual switch white? Yes. Yes. That's short of changing out the whole device. Right. So if it's just depending on how she does the bar, it could be a, a good idea to integrate the metal elsewhere so that it picks up on the cabinet hardware or any accessories that would be in the space. Anything like that would probably be more timeless and stand the test of time. Okay. Say someone has a a wallpaper that's a dark color. They've wallpapered their wall a dark color. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're is laughing because, because this, is, <laughs> this is a personal question. So you wrap the, the plate in your dark wallpaper, but you still have a white switch and a white socket. So what's what's... Do you special order or do you just let it go? Well, no, they do They do make switches, different colors. So if you want to go with a darker switch, I mean, you can get them black or brown. I mean, they, they do make different colored switches. So, for instance, Slutron, you know, if you're going to try to match to a darker wood, you would use a brown backplate with a, a brown switch. Okay. So there are different colors to, to choose from. These are the type of of dilemmas that you don't see in your favorite design book or magazine because they Photoshop out the switches and the the sockets. (laughs) They sure do. (laughs) They sure do. But, you know, we tend to like, we like to use um, screwless plates in most of our projects. 
and that way you don't see the screws and they, they just have a better, prettier finish to them. And they just kind of clamp on. They're not, they, you screw the, the back portion of them on and then there's like a little snap. Interesting. I love that. Yeah. And those come in all different colors too. So we use those for practically all of our projects, unless we have a, a little bit better of a project. We'll go with the Forbes and Lomax or Meljack switches. I found Art Deco inspired switch plates mm-hmm. for my house and I put them in every single room and oh. it just adds a little bit of continuity and flair and they're really pretty and they make me happy every time I touch them. <laughs> ah, well, that's all that matters, you know, just if something mm-hmm. really does make you happy and you, you do it. I think that's where if you want it to make a statement or if you want it just to be a little more integrated and, and quiet, it's really a design decision that, that speaks to you, that you need to yeah. do things that make you happy. That's what a home should be. All these little things. They're, they're very lovely and they're very subtle, but very striking and not too crazy. I feel like in the yeah. eighties and nineties, there was that weird trend of like having hand painted switch <laughs> plates and or the ceramic right, ones. Like <laughs> Absolutely nothing like that. But. Did y'all ever have the ceramic ones that like... Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. The porcelain? Yeah, the porcelain. Yeah, the porcelain. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. we're all... Just you shouldn't... can fall it... down a rabbit hole of switch plates because I have. I know. I should have done my research. Golly. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, that that's a clever thing to think about. I'll have to remember that next time designing the switch. Okay, so to sum it up, either... Nancy should do a metal backplate of some sort that's kind of obviously not matching, but like it's not bright white. Or should she just mm-hmm. stay with the white plate and the white switch cover and just she shouldn't paint the the backplate is what you're saying. I don't I wouldn't I wouldn't paint it. I would maybe look into Lutron's all the different colors that they they carry and then just pick one that integrates uh, more seamlessly. And the switch isn't too much of a investment unless you're doing like a hundred hundreds of them. Nancy, best of luck. Let us know what you decide. Send us a picture. <laughs> but I love your level of detail, Nancy. Mm-hmm. And listening to us that many times yeah, too. Thank you. We appreciate Amazing. that. Okay, Melanie, can you tell everyone where they can find you, follow you, see your work? We're obviously going to recommend that everyone go check out your show house room too, because I can't, I know I can't wait to see it. You've intrigued <laughs> us all with your plaster cabinets. Oh, good. Well, you can find me on Instagram. It's uh, the Design Atelier is our Instagram handle. And then our website is www.thedesignatelier. And that's the best place to find us. Awesome. Well, thank you for chatting with us. This was so fun. And I cannot wait to see it all in person. Well, I can't wait to uh, see you there. It's going to be a great, great uh, show house. So hopefully we'll have good turnout. And that's our show. You can find all of the show notes on our blog, howtodecorate.com slash podcast. To send in a decorating dilemma, email your questions to podcast at ballarddesigns.net so we can help you with your space. And of course, be sure to follow us on social media at Ballard Designs. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so you never miss an episode. And please leave us a review. We'd love to hear your feedback. Until next time, happy Happy decorating. decorating!